0: Misha back again thank you again sir thank you it's an absolute pleasure to have you back like I just said two minutes ago
1: yeah yeah it's good Yeah, thanks for having me mm-hmm. how's it been I, I don't know when was the last time I was on here I mean it was at least a year ago right yeah a,
0: a year and some Not change much. but we, we've we seen year each other since then
1: yeah. we have yeah I've seen you in a few shows mm-hmm. uh I saw you at Zebulon at least once Zebulon yep that was uh, but you kind, you in kind of, house. yeah you are you kind of that's kind of your your hangout though you're like yeah Zebulon uh, patio lounge lizard
0: right 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 that's me if you if anybody wants to come see me I'll be at the Zebulon patio
1: yeah I can't blame you it's nice
0: and then we also saw each other by my neck of the woods at the Wayfair in Costa Mesa when the Paranoids played
1: oh yeah that's right for the the surf open right that's
0: right that's right
1: yeah that was great that was a lot of fun
0: it was really fun and then yeah. most recently at a sad girl show in, at alex's bar in long beach
1: oh yeah classic yeah yeah good old alex's that was a fun one that was a halloween show if i recall
0: it was it was it was really good very fun yeah
1: good energy. Yeah, thank you yeah i had a good time that night that was a fun one
0: yeah yeah i i uh I bought one of your nice shirts with the cowboy boot on it with the uh, barbed wire around it, if, I, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Bit of barbed wire, a bit of boot. Can't go wrong with a bit of boot.
0: Yeah. Are you a boots
1: guy, usually, or yeah. tennis shoes? Well, okay. Here's really, I'm a Converse guy. I like the Chuck 70s. Okay. Uh, if you're familiar with these, they've got a little bit more padding than the traditional uh, Chuck Taylor All-Star um i'm not really a big boot guy i'm a country music fan um and i would love I've, I've tried to be a boot guy never owned a pair of cowboy boots i have one pair of like kind of chelsea boots that i wear on a on a wedding occasion or something like that sure i try you know i try to like dress nice sometimes with a little bit of fashion uh but no i'm usually just jeans and a t-shirt guy these days that's sort of some chuck Taylors, some blue jeans and usually like a white t-shirt
0: yeah, it see. it seems like you, you are a fan of the dungarees. That's what that's what that feels that's like. That's true.
1: Yeah, I do like dungarees. That's true.
0: Yeah. Which is which is good. I, I used to wear a lot of dungarees. Then I started wearing dickies. Now I wear dockers. So I've been I've been evolving.
1: Where, yeah. where do you where do you get Dockers? I feel like I haven't even heard of Dockers since like the late nineties, maybe.
0: Dockers dot com. Oh yeah, dockers.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, send me a link. After after the podcast. Yeah, yeah,
0: um No, I, I I love the Dockers. They're very comfortable. Uh, that's that's the pant I wear the most of. Definitely, I have I have multiple colors in in this one pair of slacks. that's yeah, yeah. a
1: strong pant.
0: It is. It is. Um. Yeah. Try and reaching out to Dockers to sponsor this podcast. So hopefully this will this will create some buzz around the office. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We. I'll 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 hit up my people too. I feel like they've got some Dockers to Connect. You got. They're yeah. in the pant world. Yeah, I got some people in the pant world.
0: That's a it's it, it's it's a niche world to get into. It's very very difficult
1: to to break into that. It is, yeah. Well, especially with Dockers, I feel like they've got such a kind of hold on the market share. You know, it's like sort of their, it's their thing. Absolutely, but,
0: yeah. Now, Misha, let me let me ask you this: Are you do you own more Levi's or Wranglers? What is your yeah. pant that you usually are gene wise? oh yeah my
1: my pants thank you for asking my pant is yeah i'm a levi's guy i have i have a pair i've got a couple pair of wranglers like are you familiar with the um i think they're like polyester or something i forget what they're called um anyway they're sort of like uh they're like tapered with like a flare they're almost like a 70s dress pant kind of i've got a couple pair of those wranglers again that i bust out on a special occasion every now and then and then i've got a pair kind of yeah, with the boots, exactly, boots. Gotcha. exactly, gotcha. with the boots. That's kind of my go-to. Like, ah, it's a wedding or some kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, besides that, Levi's, just the Levi's guy. I go to the Citadel Outlet and I'll usually buy like two or three pairs at a time, and then I'll just rock those for a while.
0: All right, this is my yeah, issue crazy. with Levi's. If you, I, this has been my experience. If you buy a pair, not offers. They're not well. Yeah, for I mean, of course, obviously, I mean that's that's strike yeah. one, but strike two being that if even if you bought two pairs of the same Levi's, I feel like they'd be cut different and they'd feel different to me.
1: Oh, you think you think their their QC is not great? Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. Quality control. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: for yeah, uh, just, for the that's listeners that's, at home, yeah, that's that's industry talk for quality yeah. control. That's a, in the uh in, in the pant biz.
0: That's a little IB inside baseball. The that's
1: right
0: pb yeah pant business but uh yeah that this is my experience i bought my first pair of jeans in quite a while uh kind of recently and i don't really wear them that much but when i do i go all right i mean it, it just feels vastly different from my dockers so you know?
1: what yeah what do you what, what are dockers you got like a kind of chino thing going
0: kinda i forgot what it's called um i will i will let you know when i remember but yeah, yeah I let was, me know yeah. Well, just send me like
1: a, a an email after right, with the, right. you know you can send me a couple of links and like, a couple pics. We'll do PP. Yeah, sure. Classic
0: Pampit. A, a C A C PP is, is, is what we call it. Right. But yeah, C, yeah.
1: C C the PP.
0: Yeah. Uh. The yeah. I I I really like this one, um, style, and I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just double up on this and see if I really like him, and I do. So I got like a light, you know, light pair, a brown pair, a a darker tan pair, black, yeah, blue. yeah. I'm in it.
1: Well, okay, let let me ask you this. though. It's a little bit of a personal question. So please, you know, feel free to decline to respond. How often do you wash your doctors? Like how how often are you? Because I don't want. I actually don't wash my jeans that frequently. If I'm being yeah. frank.
0: Yeah, me me neither. Um, I, I I start to do if I if I'm somewhere that's like really dirty uh like yeah that I, that I feel like it's dirty like like oh man I was a or especially at a show if I'm leaning up against a wall like in the back of the venue or something like that yeah or on the side of the venue I'm washing I'm washing it I'm washing the yeah. pants I'm washing the shirt especially because the back's up against the wall that's what's happening yeah. there but usually because I I get stuff on my clothes all the time almost every shirt that I own is stained so if it's if it's stained like that i will definitely wash them or if they smell a little bit that's when that's when i'm throwing them in the wash yeah Whoa. so usually i I'll, i get like three three wears out of it before i throw it in the wash
1: that's pretty good
0: yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah U- unless there's a circumstantial evidence
1: that yeah no that's that's what i totally i totally get that i mean from time to time i'll 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 be doing something particularly dusty and uh, my jeans will have to immediately get tossed in the wash
0: sure so are you are you throwing them in the dryer
1: yeah i dry them. Mm-hmm. dry them wash them dry them i'm like you know i'm like again i'm not like really not like a fashionista kind of guy typically so uh you know i'm gonna wash them i'm gonna dry them mm-hmm. um, i have heard though maybe you've heard this Especially with denim, you're apparently not really meant to wash it that frequently. And so, what people do is they'll chuck them in the freezer. you ever heard that?
0: Yes, I have. Yeah. I I've remember. A couple, trick. Yeah. And <clears throat> well, then we get cold, the bacteria goes away. And then uh, people used to do that on, I've heard of people doing it on like really hot days and then just like putting them in for a bit, taking them off.
1: And then you um, put them on.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, that's not me. That's not what I would do. But, um... I like
1: that though. I do, I kind of do something similar on the really hot days. I mean, you and I, Southern California locals, natives,
0: occasionally exactly. we get a
1: heat wave out here. Um, I don't have AC at my place. I've got a couple ceiling fans, but I don't have AC. So what I'll do on those hot nights is I keep a couple ice packs in the freezer and I'll just like right in the gooch, like just right there. And that just regulates the whole body temp it just brings the whole temp down a couple degrees so i yeah. i hear the uh the jeans out the freezer onto the body thing i kind of i kind of like
0: that speaking of your of your um issues with the non-ac um how that that just seems really really difficult to to deal with
1: uh it's okay actually i'm i live west side um mm. so i'm not too far from the beach or too far inland um and and I get I usually it's usually quite a few degrees cooler in my neighborhood than like somewhere like Highland Park or downtown or Echo Park or something like that. And I get a nice little cross breeze. So it's chill. It, I mean it definitely gets hot, don't get me wrong, but um yeah. I I I feel bad for my uh uh east side brethren and sister.
0: Yeah, it gets it, it gets quite warm over there. Yeah, it does. I sure do um as through doing this podcast i've learned that it, it's, it's a big deal to know if you're east side or west side or or north side or south side that's it that that really dictates where you go where you frequent within la
1: yeah it kind of depends it's interesting i i grew up on the west side um but because i play music and i also do like a lot of um like visual arts related stuff and like production design kind of related stuff um and so many of my friends if not all of them pretty much are um further east than me you know Los Talis Highland Park Echo Park wherever um I'm pretty used to spending time in other places besides my neighborhood I don't really hang out that much in my neighborhood I actually don't go out that much at all anyway these days but when I do it um is usually on the east side, so you gotta just you know I think you gotta you gotta overcome the mental barrier of the fucking traffic, man, otherwise you're just gonna be bound forever it's it's I'm really not, I'm not having it it can get real difficult over there, yeah, it does luckily, I'm an avid podcast listener, so you know you just chuck on a couple hours of you know whatever
0: of this of this podcast right Misha you do oh no yeah no I
1: meant I meant yeah what I meant is a couple hours of the vineyard podcast because there's a lot of great interviews with um local and -and up-and-coming artists some you know really incredible musicians colleagues of mine um who you know we chat around the water cooler pretty often about Jacob's podcast so that's what I would put on most of the time 99.9 percent of the time
0: I'm gonna clip that put that as a promo that's okay good all right just just
1: as long as we get the, the promotional stuff out of the way. It's like Yeah, uh, we can kind of wrap this up now, right? Because you yeah, got the, yeah we got, got we the get, clip.
0: yeah, we got some good stuff, pants and freezers and air conditionings. Yeah, I think we I think we did the whole thing. Misha, thank you so much. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that girl. thank you. All right, Jacob. No. Um now Misha, I did I did want to, to jump into this a little bit with you because I do see or I used to see on, on Instagram a lot that, that you'd be working behind the scenes of, of music videos and whatnot. Relating to yeah, the yeah. production
1: side. When did you get into that? Um, you know, it's interesting actually. My mom was a set creator um when when we were kids um on on the show The Nanny. Uh, if Brand you're familiar Drescher. with it. Yeah. So Brand Drescher, yeah. So um we would visit my mom, which was like, you know, I was visiting my mom at work at the time, but it would, you know, we'd go to the set. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just like always kind of loved that. And when, when I got back from art school, I did a year in art school and kind of hated it. And I came back to LA and, um, started working at a screen printing shop and kind of in the, the beginning stages of working at the screen printing shop, I was also kind of wanting to get into like doing props kind of. And I actually had a few sort of like interviews with, with, with some people just for like kind of internship type things. Um. And then just growing up in LA, I've always had friends that are either, you know, directors or like editors or somehow are like contributing to music videos. And again, because like music videos have been such a huge component of the musical project, my music project, um, I've spent a lot of time on set and would often just PA in the art department. Um, And then it was over the pandemic when the kind of live music thing still wasn't happening kind of um, as much I started pivoting um, into doing a little bit more of the production-y stuff tiny bit more seriously because I I love making things that's sort of like you know my whole thing whether it's music or art or design or you know anything is kind of kind of making things and collaborating with people to make things is sort of what I like to do so um, that was my outlet um, when sort of doing the collaborative live music thing wasn't really an option over the pandemic Um, and then yeah just over the course of the last probably the last like two years or so I've been doing it a little bit more consistently and seriously and and um, yeah it's great I love it so I've been able to kind of like spend time working on friends projects and and contributing to stuff um, in ways where usually I was dedicating that energy strictly to my project I'm now doing that with other people which is great and you you honestly you learn so much like that's how you learn really is by you know spending time with other people and spending time with people who are um more experienced or more talented than you and in different realms and you kind of just try and pick up what you can so
0: right from like fran drescher or something like that
1: yeah exactly like from fran yeah
0: when was the last time you saw fran drescher
1: misha um gosh it was probably my mom's birthday last year that recent yeah yeah they're they're good friends
0: she seems like a nice lady that's uh yeah she's a really nice lady right that was that was a show that was on a lot when i was a kid like being syndicated
1: yeah TV totally land. right
0: yeah that was definitely man one.
1: it's so funny you bring up tv land i was just this is so bizarre honestly i was just on the tv land wikipedia page this morning Strangely enough, right? That's so weird. I was reading about how it was initially a spinoff of the Nick and Knight programming. Maybe I did know not know you, that. If you realize that, but yeah, yeah. I love. I love. Um. I was thinking last night. Um. They used to have Twilight Zone on Netflix, and mm. uh, I love the old Twilight Zone shows. That's kind of like a comfort thing for me, despite its like eeriness and spookiness <laughs> and psychological decimation um for some people it's it's the uh,
0: office for Misha it's twilight zone
1: it's honestly that's true like if I can't sleep at night I you know like I really love the twilight zone there's something about like the sounds of it the way the dialogue runs it's all a bit like a teleplay kind of you know like the dialogue's very kind of specific and also sort of like the music and the sound effects and things and it's just it just feels very like nostalgic and nice to me so
0: Rod Sterling's voice is very nice. Um it's very comfortable. It to right? just watch him smoke and talk.
1: I like it. Yeah, that. just walk walk in and smoke and
0: yeah. Suit yeah. on.
1: Yeah. Great suit always. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It looked it looks pretty pretty good. He's al always he look a good dapper. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I bet he owned a pair of dungarees at one
1: point. Yeah, uh, we're dockers. You know, you, I mean I wouldn't put it past them, but the, you know, with the quality of dockers, I feel like someone like rod sterling
0: would have right and if it's good enough for rod sterling it's good enough for us so yeah that's why that's that's why we support dockers only yeah yeah this is a dockers friendly podcast here and yeah yeah misha sorry going back to this because this this (laughs) kind of fascinates me i'm sorry to sorry to to derail this once more but you said converse you're a big converse guy
1: yeah, the Chuck 70s in particular. I'm wearing a pair of black ones, but I got a pair of dark, like, navy ones. I got a pair of, like, faded red kind of coral color ones. and Then I got a pair of, like, mustard yellow ones.
0: That's I got a, a lot of them. That's a good amount. Now, yeah. were you a Converse kid when you were growing up? Were you always wearing Converse?
1: No, I was a Vans kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a Vans guy. The Converse hurt my feet, but I think, uh, I think it was I would wear – the low tops would kind of hurt my feet. You ever wear low tops and it like kind of hurts the back of your ankle?
0: No, but that, I that I might see,
1: just be me. Yeah.
0: I see where you're coming like, from on that. I I get that.
1: You know, maybe like skating or something. I don't know. Anyway, but then it was, yeah, the Chuck 70s are for me. They've got the extra they've got extra padding in them and they're super comfy, but they're like real casual and they're not crazy expensive. So and I feel like you can nowadays you can pull off like a crispy pair of converse for like a fancier situation and it's chill
0: right right you know right. well i mean yeah we can, that's i mean we're not living in rod's uh sterling's time anymore let's just say that we're because not no if no he, if it's you crazy. showed up to a dinner party at his house wearing some chuck Con, some chuck taylor converse oh boy
1: yeah that'd yeah. be no good that'd be that's like stacy adams and that that was kind of it back then that was that was the it
0: you very you be wearing uh bali shoes or nothing you know
1: yeah yeah i have to say though i just want to like clarify before we get too far along with this this little conversation is that i i i love my new balances i got a couple pairs of uh very crispy white uh the seinfeld 11 dad airs uh you know the grass stand chunky sneakers those are my favorite
0: uh that's that's what i'm wearing right now is some some new balances yeah new balance makes it makes a good shoe yeah
1: they do make a good shoe it's good you got to support your back i'm getting up there getting Mm -hmm. older so you got to make sure your back's supported you know good
0: and and ready to go yeah
1: that's right yeah you got to be ready for anything
0: right and also it's like taking those pants out of the freezer you got to be ready to put them on lickety split right after the freezer. So you gotta, you gotta be limber for that. You gotta be able to bend down, put those pants on when they're so. Crisp. Well, yeah, that's
1: it. That's it. That's an interesting point. Do you think, are you folding them when you put them in the freezer? Or are you keeping them like rigid so that, because if you, if you're freezing them folded, is it tough to unfold once they're frozen? Do you have to I, defrost them? You know I, what I mean?
0: I always uh, thought, cause I've never done it, but I always thought when people did it, they're folding it. They're folding it up. H and M style or whatever name your, your whatever your favorite jean supplier, um, they're folding it and, and then they're putting it in and then they're unfolding it and then putting
1: it on. That you know it would be a a great idea. And here's like I'll I'll cut you in if you want like like twelve percent, please. We, we do like closet for very wealthy people, like we're talking like Steve Jobs, RIP, kind of style. Cupboards for their jeans refrigerators on hangers though so you can like open up the door big burst of like you know like cold mist comes out Mm. and you just pull out the rack and it's just all your favorite jeans you never have to wash them you just hang them back up put them in the fridge closet you know what i mean
0: love it fridge closet that is that will be um licensed by the end of this so we will send you a season assist if you try to take that uh yeah we're we're gonna go to the patent yeah um place today yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in. Cool. I, I, and the, by the time this gets out, we're already in production with this. So,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can visit us at uh, coolpants dot dot gov.
0: Yeah, because with dot com wasn't there, but we doubled up on the
1: on the other. Yeah. Domain. If you do the dot, if you do dot org dot, I mean, we don't have to go into the business politics of it, but anyway.
0: You know, we're gonna put it right here. Link it right here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, pull up the link so you can see right, right here.
0: Yeah. Right there. Right right where me just pointing there. That's that's where it's going to be. Yeah. So hit us up. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in Shark Tank style. Definitely. Yeah, man. I've
1: been, I've been, I've been, um, I've been binging some Shark Tank best of clips on YouTube lately. It's just, it's such a good show. It's great. I feel like you get the full spectrum of human emotion. You know, you've got like people really facing adversity. You've got like the ultra wealthy you got people's dreams getting either crushed or coming true, you know, just, it's, it's just great. I, I really, really enjoy it a lot. And YouTube will just autoplay these clips and it'll be like five times Mark Cuban was totally wrong, you know, like that kind of thing. And then the next one will be like five times Mark Cuban and Mr. Wonderful hash it out or something like that. But they're great. They're really good. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan
0: that 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 definitely had a lot of uh popularity for a bit that show which is which is good um but then i, I feel like people and me i'm just speaking on, on my behalf here I, I i kind of forgot about it or people weren't talking about it and then well it i want to remind people
1: things. about it yeah i think people need to be reminded about it because it's an important it's an important thing to watch i think you learn a lot from the sharks it's true
0: i i think i heard something like you have to have a certain amount of um of money that have that has already been made through these products to even get on the show. I think mean, it's something crazy, like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm in, sure in profit or something like that before you even you even get to the tank. So,
1: yeah, yeah, you got it. It's every day I'm hustling. It's just like wake up, grind, repeat for me. So, right, classic. That's how you. That's how you do it.
0: In the in the New Balances and or Converse. Yeah yeah um now i remember seeing a video of uh sad girl and the paranoids working with doc martens yeah yeah now are those in rotation for you as well
1: yeah you know what i have this awesome pair of doc martens they look like cop boots. They're like a nylon, like a waterproof kind of material. I'd show them to you, but they're in such bad shape because I've, I've worn them so much truly as like work boots. They're covered in paint. Um, but yeah, I love them. They're really, they're really cool. And I just found out that they make a, a low top version of them. So not like a full boot, but kind of like a mid calf kind of boot or like a mid ankle kind of boot. Um, yeah. I kind of want to get one of those. They've got like the real thick gel soles on them.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Doc, yeah, Doc Martens makes makes it good. I've, I've had that, um, the three hole one for, for years now. It's the same one I bought them down there in your neck of the woods at the Doc Martens store in Santa Monica. And back when I first started driving, I think that was the first time I drove to LA. And I, and
1: I, well, it's for a Doc Martens, uh, it's it for some trip. Doc Martens, yeah. Wow, worst cool. traffic
0: I've ever seen ever, even since coming back yeah
1: well probably everyone was going to the Doc Martin store that day
0: sure but I found parking which was nice uh that's no, nice kind of difficult to find parking sometimes but yeah worse traffic coming back to Orange County that I've, that I've seen since
1: oh it was going back it was going back
0: yeah going back it was yeah oof, it was rough and then this guy motorcyclist clipped a guy like a guy's bumper that wasn't even what was causing the traffic, but that just happened during traffic. I didn't. It's see just it like happen. bonus. Yeah, it was just like somebody was kinked out, and he like hit the. Oh my god. Yeah, hit the bumper, and then um, I I was really far back. It was dead stop traffic, kind of inching along every once in a while. But then I started hearing this like high pitched like e. I was like, what what is that? And I'm inching closer and closer and closer. It's getting louder. It's the dude's horn, the guy's horn on his bike was like pinned so it was just like on i was like what what is this the guy was fine he was standing up and i was like dude just cut
1: that's good yeah that's good that's crazy it's yeah it's psycho out there i mean the motorcycle thing is pretty pretty wild yeah so would you would you ever do it misha yeah i had a motorcycle for a little while but i i got rid of it over the pandy um for financial reasons um but yeah not
0: not to be confused with safety reasons safety reasons you you well
1: i want to clarify yeah like i the the reason why i haven't got another one is because i i just yeah i you know i think i always wanted to own a motorcycle at some point when i when i was younger and i did and i kind of got to do that and um yeah, I'm not like a big thrill seeker, you know, not like an adrenaline junkie. It's just not my vibe. I'm more proud of the people that are, um, but it's just not really my thing. I've got, I've got a Ford Ranger pickup truck, uh, and I'm quite content in that thing. Uh, I don't think I need to be, like – I'm on the road so often. Like, I don't think I need to be upping the stats on, you know, my mortality rate. Um, sure. So –
0: now, yeah. with this Ranger, is it just a bench seat or do you got like a half cab in the back or a full cab? What do what, what you work with right it's,
1: it's a new It's a newer Ranger. Um, I think it's like a 2021 or 2022, maybe, either 21 or 22. So it's like a freshie. That's new. Um, yeah, and it's a full cab. Okay. Which is great. I, love, I absolutely love it. Before that, like this is my first time ever owning like a new vehicle. Um, I had a, my 98 Ford Econoline van, um, which I had for almost 10 years. It was stolen and returned at one point. Um, was that the and one that the, was uh, my...
0: the, the, shark mouth that got stolen? Yeah. And... With
1: a shark mouth on it. Exactly. And okay. that was my daily driver. That's what I whipped around <laughs> in. So that, that was like pretty wild. And then before that, I had a 97 Ford Explorer. Um, okay. and then before that I had a 1964 Mercury Montclair. So, um, I, I don't even know if I ever anticipated ever owning a new car, but at a certain point I was like, I don't want to deal with bullshit anymore, ever again. It's like with the new balances, you know, like you get at a certain point, you're just like, I want a shoe Is stylish, great arch support, you know, isn't going to break the bank. Sure. And so what that's that? how I felt. Or the back, yeah. That's, I mean, maybe more important than the bank is the back. So that's, yeah. I got the, I got the Ranger. Um, I got it not this past November, but the no- November before that. And I love it. I like seriously love it. I can't. I had like real imposter syndrome about it for the first like six to eight months about it because I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like the AC and the heater both work, and like the radio works, and like there are door locks and things. <laughs> Cause I, I wasn't used to any of that. Um, right, right. and now yeah I, I just love it and because i do um the production work stuff and because i do uh, music like it's fantastic having like more of a utility vehicle like that i can't tell you how often i like completely load up the bed of it and uh haul shit around so right yeah right.
0: now um going back to that van that was stolen you guys were touring in that thing as well
1: yeah that was that was the band van but you know, that's also that, your
0: daily driver
1: it was my daily driver and the band band yeah yeah and so we Double were taking band. that thing around the country yeah we we're taking it around the country often it had been to mexico several times up to canada a few times i rented it to a few bands a couple of times I rented it to juan one time for a full u.s tour they did in that band um And then, yeah, it was stolen. Ironically enough, it was stolen here in L.A. uh, after being to all of these places around the country, you know, Canada, Mexico. Um, It wound up getting stolen in Beechwood Canyon, of all places, uh, which is um, a pretty nice neighborhood, by all accounts.
0: Um, Nice for thieves, sure.
1: Yeah, uh, really nice for thieves, evidently. Uh, They get
0: sweet vans over there, yeah
1: yeah it was crazy so my my ex-girlfriend my girlfriend at the time um she was house sitting for someone uh and the house is up there in the canyon and she didn't want to uh stay alone so i went to stay with her while she was house sitting um and woke up in the morning and the van was gone parked in the street just outside of this house beautiful house like really nice nice neighborhood um and then it was found a couple weeks later they found it in South LA and it got towed to city terrace. So I okay. went and picked it up at a tow yard in city terrace. And um, yeah, it had a, you know, everything that was in there had been stolen. Radio had been ripped out. A bunch of stuff been ripped out. So people had been living in the back, you know, it was crazy. I had to get it towed back now, to my neighborhood. The 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 first day
0: of you noticing that it was gone, did you think for a second, like, oh, I just parked it somewhere else and I forgot where well, I parked?
1: Well, you know, like, you, I think you kind of know deep down when something's miss, truly missing, you know? I think you just know. But you kind of entertain this notion of, like, fuck, maybe I parked, did I park it somewhere else? Or the other one I think more so was like, oh, it probably got towed. I must have parked in front of a driveway or something like that. Or, like, perhaps it was towed for some reason and it's probably at like an impound lot somewhere mm-hmm. and that's like usually my thought you know that kind of thing happens um and I remember yeah my girlfriend at the time she was she went to walk the dog who she was dog sitting and she came back and she was like uh your your van is gone where it was And I was like what do you mean like you must be incorrect you know it could not be gone uh but yeah sure enough it it, it was gone it had it had been gone
0: did you did it cross your mind like okay i'm just never gonna see this again or did you yeah. have that feeling oh okay so
1: well i think what happened is on the onset i was hoping that i would get it back or it would turn up <clears throat> and then after a certain amount of time this was actually what was a little bit frustrating about it is by the time it turned back up i had kind of been like all right time for that thing to go it had been on its last legs anyway for a long time leading up to this. Let's move on.
0: But it said no. I'm coming back. Yeah,
1: it was almost, almost as soon as, you know, kind of coming to terms with it being missing is when it turns back up. And then it's like, well, fuck. Now I have to, like, fix and clean this thing that was, like, just destroyed inside, you know. There's no battery in it. There was all kinds of stuff that had to get sorted.
0: Oh, boy. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a mission. So uh, yeah. how did, how did you eventually finally cut ties with it? Did you sell it off for scrap? What was, what was um,
1: the, I somehow managed to trade it in as part of the deal for the, the Ranger. Um And dang, got, this like, is a recent credit for it.
0: This is a recent letting go. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now Misha,
0: four, four cars. In, in your total span of driving
1: ah there's a bonus fifth one we didn't really get to is i have I and i still have it this was i got it in the interim between the van and the ranger i got a 1989 ford bronco 2 is that was that oj's one or was that a different one and no what it, was, it wasn't oj's one oj's oj has the full-size bronco the bronco 2 came out i think I think in the mid eighties, it was only around for a little while. It's like a smaller one. It's really cute. It's like a cute shrunken version of the Bronco. It's a great looking car, but the, the truck, unfortunately, I bought from um, a used car lot and it was a complete lemon. It's heartbreaking. So it's uh, yeah, it's, and I'm still trying to figure out what to do with it. Cause the engine's toast. Um, the body's in great condition and I put a bunch of money into it, but I was putting money into like the suspension and stuff. Um, And then, of course, like while trying to get the handling and the suspension happening, the whole engine kind of had a had a meltdown. So I still don't know what to do about it. So if anybody on here wants to buy my Ford Bronco 2 1989, Eddie Bauer edition, it's two tone green and cream. Suspension, brand new custom gearbox, brand new tie rods. And uh, ball joints, um, all kinds of great stuff. But uh, you're gonna have to do an engine swap or rebuild on it. But it's worth it. Cut you a deal. It's a good deal. Yeah.
0: So, so we're so we're looking at five five cars, two right now, but five in total.
1: Five in total, yeah, five in total. But you know, the van. The van was the longest one.
0: How many how many years in total ballpark in it?
1: Probably got the van in like twenty fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Yeah, and then I I got rid of it in twenty twenty one I guess.
0: Okay. You what do you think the next car is going to be? I know I know that this is a little bit preemptive question here, Misha, but for me, yeah. Do you, do you think it's going to be going back to uh, a car well- or a van?
1: No, well, yeah, I'll probably always have either a truck or a van. Um, just because I like doing dumb shit, um, and I need. And you wear jeans. I need, and I wear jeans. Yeah, I wear jeans and a t-shirt. So, um, I need. I need like space for hauling stuff, whether that be like musical equipment or whatever it might be. But, I'm. I love the Ranger. If for some reason. Um, I was able to afford it. Um, I would love the Ford F One Fifty Lightning, which is the full electric full size pickup truck that they came out with recently. Because uh, the idea of a full electric pickup truck uh, just sounds super, super sick. Yeah, it's super sick. I
0: I wonder I wonder how it, how it feels to, to to drive. I I wonder if there's it just feels weird. Have you driven it?
1: I would love. I've never driven it. I would love to. I should probably just go and test drive one for fun. Um, But they say, because I was kind of nerding out about it recently, because obviously, like, you know, gas is stupid um, on all fronts. Uh, But it's particularly difficult when you do need, like, a utility or, like, a larger vehicle like I do. Like, even my Ranger, which is, like, a smaller truck, like, the gas mileage is not great. It's okay. Exponentially better than my van. But um, the idea of having like a full electric vehicle is just like, you know, fantastic. So I watched some uh, YouTube reviews of the Ford F-150 Lightning, and um, apparently it handles and like outperforms most of the recent um, F-150 like gas models, that it's like the best F-150 overall in the last like decade or so.
0: So it could be good. I don't know. Yeah, but it it can't even compete to the Ranger. Let's be honest here, Nisha. I mean, the
1: the Ranger, yeah, the Ranger is good. I'm happy on. with the Ranger. Right,
0: the, the Rangers, the, the Rangers got got the hold on the market.
1: The Rangers, yeah, it's well, really, it's the Tacoma. It's got the the market hold, I think. But uh,
0: I I certainly do see a lot of Tacomas. That's a, that's a lot, a lot of. Uh, it's a popular truck. Popular, very popular truck. That one, Chevy, of course. Um, kind of losing touch with dodge seeing dodges i used to see them often now not so much they've kind of fallen and to you, the wayside
1: you see like the ram super duty but uh
0: rarely though in in, in, yeah. in in my eyes you know
1: so let me ask you i feel like we've got a we've had a good spread of, of here i feel like typically when i do these things or or when i listen to them um you know people have some shit to pitch or like you know there's like some good music chat is this uh you know I, I just want the listeners out there to get a good spread of stuff is the kind of pants and truck talk enough you know is there any like deep uh you know did you have any anything i i have nothing to pitch i got nothing i got no
0: well i mean we we we, we do we do some stuff to pitch and uh, i'm glad that you teed up that transition for me because i was going to ask you the most recent release of volumes one and two just came out on vinyl recently.
1: Yeah, well, it was a repressing because I I did it. I did a compilation of volumes one and two on vinyl. Um, I guess it was back in 2021 in the fall, and those sold really quick. Um, yeah. And so I am, pretty much immediately started working on a repressing. But um, the state of vinyl production is so tough at the moment in terms of turnaround times and kind of cost of production um that even immediately kind of putting in the order to get a repressing done it took until god when did i put that out like
0: two months ago december or right? something
1: yeah a couple months ago um so it takes a long time um but yeah that that's i'm stoked on that because a lot of that stuff if not all of it most it like a couple tracks we did a 45 of but most of it had not ever been on vinyl before so um it's really rad especially because the two eps were originally issued as cassettes and so it's like nice to have both on one vinyl that you can play um
0: and, and those were originally re- uh released in 2015
1: ish right yeah at least yeah probably about then at least i mean i started the project in 2014 so um I think what we probably did is I was really we were releasing kind of like singles. And then I think I did we did a 45 with Norman and Jessica and Breakfast is Over on it. And then I think we did a cassette shortly thereafter for volume one and then not that long after that volume two. And then volume three was a tiny bit later. And then we did the full length with Suicide Squeeze. Wow. And then I, I've just kind of done a couple singles since then and like reissues.
0: Yeah, so the 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 original um, <clears throat> release of 1 and 2 uh was just self self-release and then you re re-upped with it through suicide squeeze.
1: Well, no. So I even even this compilation that I've um put out that a self-release as well. Okay. I did I did that myself, self-funded. You know, I I do all of the kind of production and like logistics of it. Um I got uh this artist uh that i i really like his style to um do the imagery for the front cover um but all the layout work and you know the center label design and kind of the typesetting and all that stuff that's stuff that i do um and then uh yeah and then i did a special edition color which is black with splatter yellow um a really small run of that and what i did is i actually teamed up with suicide squeeze to make that a suicide squeeze exclusive through them um so it is it's still a uh it's a hard feelings release which is like the little kind of like imprint label that i started um back around 2014 or 2015 in order to self-release this stuff
0: wow yeah uh so the the first run was was that black and yellow splatter right and then the second one was tan in black am, am i do, do i have that correct the the one that's no, out now
1: it's the the so what did i do originally mm. when i first pressed this the vinyl i guess like a year and a half ago or something or two years ago um i did black and i did yellow mm. and i think that's it and then this time around i did black and i did like a maroon color like a really cool deep maroon and then um uh i did this black with splatter which is the one that's like the suicide squeeze kind of limited one mm-hmm.
0: i uh i remember seeing that the uh the the first release of that and you guys were just doing it at shows and i was like shit uh I, got, I gotta get one of those and i wasn't able to get it but <clears throat> i was really stoked when the the reissue of, of the issue came came back out and i did jump on that and i have to say it I, it looked, looks really good sounds really good like all the songs on it um yeah that was that i was thank definitely, you man I, I jumped on that i was like oh, okay cool like it's it's because i i asked my my buddy i was like hey man can you please because he was going to a show a, a sad girl show down there in san diego and i was like hey man can you please pick me up on those records i can't get it online only in person yeah and then he didn't end up going and then I was like, "Well, you know, okay, great. I'll I'll hit up Misha about it." And then what you did was you started talking about New Balances, and then we never got around to, to getting it. So oh, I was really shit. stoked. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean that. Ha- oh, God, that happens. Like, I was trying to remember what we talked about last time, so I didn't tread any already trodden ground. You know. Mm-hmm. Right, and I mean, I must. I'm. It's typical of me. This happens every time. Is I bring the fucking commerce, I bring up the New Balance. I talk about my truck. That's like all. It's like all I talk about.
0: That that truck purchase m- must have happened like right after we did the the podcast last time. That's, that's yeah, that. Yeah, it
1: was probably probably shortly thereafter. Also, I just want to clarify. It is it's a lease, so I'm. You know,
0: still though, you but got it right now.
1: I got it. Yeah, I'm going way over the mileage on the lease, so. That's why I say I buy it is because I know I'm going to have to buy it anyway, ultimately. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, I you know I I, have it in the works for a little while, but it's hard because I get really busy with projects, and then I kind of I'll wind up putting a little bit of time into it, and then it'll kind of pause for a little bit. But I'm working on another um, compilation vinyl um, that'll be volume three uh the EP on one side and then the B side is going to have kind of like rarities and and live stuff on it so stuff that um some of it that never even got put on Spotify of uh, some stuff that was like really early shit that was just on like SoundCloud or Bandcamp or some of those places or even some stuff that got recorded and never released um and then a couple live versions of a few tracks um from volumes 1 2 and 3 um And that's, so we did the first vinyl compilation that we did um, that we were discussing earlier is called limited edition. Um, And then this next one is called deluxe edition. So uh, yeah, deluxe edition is going to be pretty cool. I'm excited for that. It'll probably be a little ways out because again, it takes so long to get vinyl done. Um, But we're in the kind of final stages of like getting getting it all moving.
0: Awesome. That's that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah the vine the vinyl has been has been backed up for a bit yeah uh, and that's that that's, that's a big problem but i'm i'm glad that this is uh is this breaking news by the way misha have you have you announced this anywhere else or is this i don't just, know i mean i haven't really time?
1: announced it i've probably mentioned it to people but i've never like you know i haven't really i haven't really talked about it but yeah anybody who's um listening it's probably going to be me listening again on the freeway to it.
0: You're, you're you're one of the forty thousand people that listen, yeah. So I am
1: yeah. one of the forty thousand people, yeah. yeah. So okay. to the thirty-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine other folks listening in, um, look out for that. You heard it here first. Look out for it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it'll probably be a little while, but I try to put in work on it when I can. I I've been I've been really enjoying um, doing all these other projects I'm doing. I've been working with um this artist Nick Waterhouse. Uh, since the end of last year
0: terrific his shit's amazing
1: yeah he's great so all of um this got a new record coming out called the Fooler, which drops april 1st um and we announced it in december i've been doing all of the creative direction for it so all of the merch design all of the kind of like um what they call content these days so all the kind of video assets all the photographs all the design work um all the kind of marketing for it uh, i set up like an audio phone hotline that you can call and actually like preview some of the singles on there and you can leave a voice message and um yeah that's been really fun so that's been taking up a good amount of time um essentially doing what i've done for my group for nick kind of um in terms of marketing and branding and and uh the creative direction stuff um and then i've got a couple other artists who i'm doing um submerged design work for at the moment um, i actually just sent off a series of mock-ups for some new merch for an artist that i'm working with um right before i jumped on um with you and then uh yeah and it far, rhymes with steely dan just to, that's just, right It's just to give a little me mealy fan
0: <laughs> yeah Misha, it's, uh, you, you, you got your, your your hand in a lot of stuff um yeah i always loved what nick waterhouse's doing in his whole uh aesthetically is is very nice i know that he used to work with uh, matt correa of uh, all the laws for some of yeah. his pictures yeah, too I think he
1: produced their their first record um the all A laws
0: oh yeah 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 I th- or or yeah. at least that first 45 i think or so, something like that but yeah that was um
1: yeah i know he i know he is kind of in cahoots with those gentlemen so yeah <laughs> But yeah, he's super talented. This new record's awesome too. I've known Nick for quite a while. We toured with him um, back in probably 2016 or something, and that's how I kind of got to know him. Um, And, you know, his sort of niche is this uh, like R&B sort of um, kind of blue-eyed soul, rock and roll revival type stuff. Um, And this new record, although it distinctly sounds like Nick, he's kind of incorporating some really interesting stuff into it, like kind of a lot of 60s yeah music and um kind of velvet underground influences like you can hear some lee hazelwood in there so Ooh, um, lee it's actually it's yeah it's definitely my favorite music from nick in a, in a while i'm pretty excited of, you know for him um for the music so and it's been great working with him
0: that's awesome now misha going back to your own Cause I I know that you don't like to talk about yourself or the projects that you are specifically solely in, but I'm gonna steer it back to this: these tapes that we were talking about before, the volumes one and two and three as well, right? That that was 2015, yeah.
1: Ish. Yeah. Ish.
0: Why did you decide to put it out on vinyl recently? What was did you were you just sitting and thinking, all right, it's it's time for this to to have a proper vinyl release?
1: Yeah, well, I'm such a fan of compilations. I feel like I've discovered so much music through compilations. Um, And, you know, oftentimes you'll find, like, a vinyl comp in a record store or something, and you might find a couple tracks that you like, and then all of a sudden you've discovered a new artist that you kind of follow down the rabbit hole. Um, And although these aren't compilations with, you know, like, uh, multiple artists involved on them, um, they're a compilation in the sense that they're, they're, you know, spanning, a chunk of time um, with the project. And I feel like it gives a good spread. And a lot of people have, you know, people always want vinyl. Um, and in the past, what we've done is 45s, or we did the full length with Suicide Squeeze. And once those were kind of done, um, people were still always asking for music and asking for vinyl. And I thought it was just kind of a nice way to package up some of the EPs with some of you know, the more popular tracks from that kind of time period in the, in the group's history. Um, and uh, yeah, just a vehicle for me. Like, meanwhile, I, I, I've been writing music a little bit less uh, than I have in the past, um, but I didn't want to, you know, have that be a hindrance from working on a release project because I love working on projects like that, working on releases. Um, and so it was a nice way to do, put a release together with existing material. Um, without having to figure out a way to fun getting in the studio or um, go through the writing process writing for me is really slow uh, um, so it'll take me a while oftentimes songs come quite quick but they'll come um, intermittently in, like pretty in, spaced in, out. Waves. In, in waves in waves yeah exactly creativity yeah yeah totally and then also what i'll do is i kind of really need like a full i need like a kind of full overarching vision for the thing that i'm doing otherwise it just feels Sporadic. like you know piecemeal kind of chunking songs together so i'm kind of trying to find and figure out what i want the theme and the kind of vibe of the next record to be um if and when i i get down to it i got a number of songs that i've been working on for a while that are kind of in different stages of completion um that i'd really like to get out there uh and some of them i think are great and some of them i think need a lot of work but uh it'll be really nice um when the time comes to sit down and like you know chisel out of them and and did some new music going
0: is is it how you viewed some of these other older songs as well like some of them are pretty fleshed out but some of them need to be to be worked on was that kind of the process that you were having with like I feel like yeah. in these, these sort of um, other ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, early on I, there, you know, it was so remarkable to ever find anyone but me and my close friends listening to the music that I was making. And when people started listening to the music, I was so grateful and kind of surprised to ha- have an audience really and have people listening to the music. Um, and so there was a little bit less kind of, self-awareness or a little less self-consciousness in a sense um because i was just making stuff and seeing what stuck um now it's weird you know you get an audience which is what you always want but for me it, it um puts a little bit of pressure on it um because uh now i want all of it to be good you know uh and looking back like there are some good ones that i still very much enjoy playing and think are decent there are some that you know i'm not crazy about or some that like maybe i don't feel quite as strongly about um but yeah i don't know It's interesting it's all a learning process so no no matter what i mean really all anything is that i've ever done is like an experiment and it's just me trying to figure out how to do something um and so yeah i mean that's gonna you know the next record will just be, be me trying to figure out how to do something
0: that's 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 good though that you that you treat it like an experiment like maybe this will work maybe this won't and and that's yeah that's a that's a great way to to approach it not like it has to be this
1: that's it yeah it's too it's too much there's too much tension and anxiety having that kind of mentality behind it i think you know right life's too short you gotta just you know you gotta enjoy enjoy shit you know
0: buy a truck get a pair of jeans and rock some new balances
1: that's right. Oh man, hundred percent. And or Converse, and or Converse, yeah. And and Doc Martins, and frankly, this you know the I feel like this belt has kind of somehow become like a signature belt of mine, dude. But it's I, really just because I'm too lazy to buy another belt. You know, I've
0: seen that belt a lot. I've seen it in person, seen it in uh, interviews, all all this stuff on the Instagram. Is it your favorite yeah.
1: belt? It's it's just my only belt.
0: So so. so you know just by process of elimination
1: yeah by process of elimination getting rid of all the other belts that i own this is my favorite
0: okay uh yeah belts belts are so important i bought a belt that this guy makes i forgot his name if i fucking remembered i'd i'd say it but um he makes it in america it's all handmade it's just him and his wife that make them it is really cool and I, I had to wait like months obviously for it to be made. And then if it was finally, it bespoke? It was not bespoke. This guy, fuck, what is his name? I think his name's Matt or something like that. But uh if I if I remembered his, his name. Yeah. Uh, we'll have, have to
1: it. we'll do we'll have to we'll have to do another episode once once you we we'll catch up on a couple of these things.
0: I'm gonna bring you in tomorrow real quick just so I can say the name and you go got it and we'll yeah, put yeah, it yeah. back that's what cool. yeah 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 uh, no, sorry, Morrison made, I think is what it's called Morrison made, I believe oh, okay. is, is the name of the thing. He also makes wallets, too, but yeah, he was like his whole pitch was like, oh, you know, people say that things aren't made like they they used to be he's like well I'm, just, I'm I'm trying to fix that I was like, all right, uh, and I really like it,
1: uh one belt at a time,
0: one belt at a time, or wallet, depending on what or yeah. what he's on, but it it did take a long time to get, but that's why I recommend it's a little bit pricey but you're, but you're you're paying for paying for what uh for what he's making
1: yeah you're paying for the quality
0: paying for quality just like with Yeah that's right had to throw it in there now misha with these songs that you write going back to music and not morrison made although they're a fine product going back to the music that you make it seems like a lot of these songs are very, very personal. And like when when you play alive, it really feels like it's coming from inside you. is this Is this true that you look inside yourself um, to 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 write these songs? or are you more looking at other people and writing from the perspective of them?
1: Uh, yeah, interestingly enough, I think more often now than in the past, I try to write um from a more genuine perspective. But um, when I first started out, I, I was kind of writing with sort of like fictional characters in mind. Um, but it changes, you know, you can kind of tell, too, though, like I think the songs that hit harder have a tendency to be a little bit more, you know, they tend to be more poignant um, when they're more genuine in that way. Um, but yeah, obviously like a song like Chlorine or something was, uh, I liked the idea of <clears throat> coming up with this character was the the title of the character, the name of the character Chlorine. And that was sort of the inspiration for the song was envisioning this character named Chlorine and what would she be like and how can I write a song about this fictional character? Um, or uh, Breakfast is Over, you know, again was sort of like an intentional, there was a goal, which was to have this character um, and it was a take on like a classic oldies kind of do up love song but you know with this sort of like this asshole character instead of like the uh uh lovey doo-wop kind of persona that was like typical of, of that genre of music um and then there are songs like uh <clears throat> another breakfast or goodbye queenie which are more recent that are definitely more um personal and genuine um and uh yeah it's it just kind of depends on how i'm feeling and what what the inspiration is at the time you know so it 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 changes song to song what the sort of perspective is or who the character is or or what the inspiration might be yeah i don't know that's you know the songs it it depends sometimes the inspiration is it's literally writing a fictional story uh and you know the medium is song so it's conveying a fictional story um about a character and sometimes they're more personal and it just really depends on on what the kind of inspiration is at the time
0: either way whether whether it is about you or is about a fictional character that that you thought up do you try to leave these songs open to interpretation
1: yeah i mean i think what what's really important and how you um you know communicate effectively is you want to make these sort of broad but also you want these broad feelings but kind of specific depictions of them which people can relate to because then what the feeling is 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 i hear this i hear the story and i hear this person's story the narrator but i know the story as the listener personally because i've experienced something you know what i mean so um yeah i mean what you're kind of doing is you're sort of at least with the more personal songs is you're kind of beating around the bush a little bit the whole goal is is you want to convey an emotion but you don't really want to be completely overt necessarily um uh you know occasionally that is a strength and maybe what you can do is blindside uh you know as like a lyrical strategy by being very overt um but yeah i mean i i think that uh i don't know there are a lot of a lot of interesting like writing tricks which i haven't really thought about but I probably have a tendency to incorporate in the songs that I write
0: why do you think people connect
1: so much to the music that you make oh that's a good question I I think um you know the music that I make is you know very you know obviously nostalgic um and it's intentionally very romantic and it's cathartic so uh I I think that um I've always kind of had this strange feeling of like homesickness um but not necessarily for anywhere in particular uh just you know I don't know what what that is or what that longing is for um and I kind of feel like that in a way is a universal feeling that a lot of people feel is this sort of feeling of wanting to feel like they're at home somewhere and I think what the songs are all of them, for the most part, are um, kind of a call back to this um, homesickness that we feel, um, and 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 I'm utilizing that kind of feeling of nostalgia or sort of you know timeless sounds um, that resonate with me and the type of music that moves me typically, which is of this sonic world and vocabulary, um, and yeah. You know, taking a lot of references from uh, uh, an inspiration from, you know, country and folk music and um, soul music and uh, doo ballads and instrumental and, and kind of uh, cinematic stuff, uh, you know, movie scores and things like that. Um, there's a lot of instrumentals that I like to incorporate in the repertoire uh, of the project. Um, Cause yeah, I like to try and convey a story or some kind of an emotion. So I um, I also just want to say, you know, there's no formula really for it. And for I just try to make what it, it inspires me and moves me. And um, the fact that it has ever and continues to ever connect with people, any of the stuff that I make is is um, re- really uh, remarkable. I'm very very grateful for it. It feels like a very special thing to have that. Uh, yeah because like I said I mean when I first started making music I mean you know the goal of course was to have people listen to it but the idea of people outside of people that you actually knew listening to it was um, really remarkable and I kind of remember when people started coming to shows and singing along the songs and they were people I didn't know you know it wasn't like my friend or my friend's you know cousin or my friend's girlfriend or whoever you know it wasn't people that I knew it was strangers coming to the show and they knew the lyrics and that was crazy that was like a crazy feeling so
0: is was that like a turning point for you like whoa we're actually we're we're, we're getting this is actually going to be something
1: it's getting stronger yeah yeah there were a couple you know you have those moments from time to time when you're doing things where you're like this feels like something else you know because i've played music my whole life and kind of played in bands intermittently and like periodically and it was um yeah it was just like wow it feels like this is something that people like you know people seem to be responding to it um and it was you know early on it was mostly kind of like heavier punk style songs and the idea of incorporating kind of ballads into it was pretty nerve-wracking especially because i had never had an intention of being a singer or or vocalist um or a front person like i just didn't have the chops or the confidence to do it really um i've played guitar since i was like really young but i never really sang um i think there was like a part of me definitely that of course wanted to be like a singer or a front person but I never really considered it to be an option. It was really because I couldn't find a singer, and like I wanted to start a band, and so it was like, well, if if there's no one that's going to do it, I'll do it. You know, maybe we'll find someone down the line or something. But meanwhile, I'll I'll do it. Um, and yeah, that was a big hurdle, honestly, for a long time I was overcoming the the singing thing. I was not used to it. Playing guitar was one thing, but singing was like a whole other ball game.
0: How did you finally? overcome that feeling of like yeah this is this is what my voice sounds like or, or whatever whatever it was
1: I, man i think just time and doing it and i mean to be honest you never really get over that i don't think uh, you know hearing your own voice at least for me like i don't have the strongest voice i have a very limited range and I, i've gotten better in the last few years about knowing what and how to use my my voice the way i do and so i feel more confident in what i know how to do um but uh yeah i don't know you know i think historically you know people have a tendency to hate the sound of their voice when it's recorded whether you're talking or singing or otherwise you always think like jesus fucking christ that's that's what i said that's me that's my voice you know (laughs) like holy you're like holy fuck that's the that's what i sound like you know delete it delete delete the voicemail you know um (laughs) So, yeah, and I mean, I think there's a tinge of that no matter what. I've kind of found like a style that I really like to record. There's like a particular kind of microphone I quite like to use and and usually a style I like to record. And I I quite like using slapback and a decent amount of compression on my voice. I think that makes it sound like something I would listen to, the closest version of something that I would listen to. You know, I have a really hard time listening to my own music once a song's done that's usually it kind of I don't really revisit it all that often um occasionally from time to time I will but yeah that's that's kind of like I quite like heavy slap back a bit of reverb uh decent amount of compression I use it usually like to use like a a large diaphragm um uh a condenser microphone um and yeah that's kind of kind of the vibe
0: Do you feel the most connected to a song when, when you're writing it and hashing it out or when you're playing it live for the first time or the first couple of times?
1: Yeah, it kind of depends. I mean, there, there are these moments which are really remarkable that I think any songwriter will attest to when you're writing a song. And, and, and it's almost like as you're writing, the song is done. It's already been written and all you're doing is sort of transcribing it. And it's this sort of feeling of being, um, like a a conduit you know for this this thing and uh when that happens it's ah man it's like so such a special thing because you just you know you know the song you know it and you know what the right lyrics are and so that's like a pretty special and fun thing and that's tough to accomplish consistently and to repeat right um but but it's it's a pretty special thing and then yeah i mean sometimes you know occasionally you'll play a song that you might have played 60 times in a row on a tour or something like night after night and for some reason one night you might be listening with different ears than you have the previous nights and it will strike a chord with you in a different way Um, so occasionally you know you'll be playing a song and you'll You'll think, uh, at least for me, I'll think. Sometimes I'll think like, "This looks pretty good, actually. This is not bad." <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think I'll, I'm also like so, usually so hard on myself with the stuff, and and so from time to time, especially when I'm playing with a group and like musicians that I admire, which is most of the time I'm lucky enough to play with people who are really talented. You know.
0: Super talented, um, yeah. The 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 group is really really strong. Every every time yeah. I see
1: you guys yeah thank you yeah i feel very very grateful to be able to play with such talented people and that's like that's always a special feeling when you're playing something and it's sounding really good and cohesive it seems like
0: recently that you started incorporating kind of like uh pedal steel guitars and like um piano
1: yeah no no no. i mean the the original incarnation of the group was a pretty straightforward three-piece surf punk band uh i mean that was it you know like in recording we would incorporate some additional stuff from time to time Um, and then as the project grew i was getting more interested and i was becoming more comfortable with doing sort of like the the ballads the slower songs which um i wanted to incorporate different instrumentation in and in the studio that's easy enough because either you know myself i would play a lot of these instruments in the studio where i'm perhaps not competent enough to to play live or on the fly but uh i can kind of flesh it out and write it and then perform it while recording when you have the opportunity to do like take after take of something um but then it was about formatting those songs to play live so i knew that i wanted to add like a keyboard player at a certain point um and we kind of started experimenting with that um a couple of years into the project we'd have people come and play intermittently for various shows and we would then bring out like a guest saxophone player from time to time on stuff. Um, and then, yeah, lately, because um, like I've mentioned a few times, I'm a huge country music fan and also in particularly like pedal of steelers. It's such a beautiful instrument and so um, kind of melancholy and nostalgic and very eerie sounding. It's like such a fascinating and, and, and interesting sound. Um, uh, yeah, having the opportunity to do, I did a stripped down kind of acoustic, incarnation of the band that was just myself, Raylon bass, and then my buddy Bill playing pedal steel, and we did a series of shows like that and um a live video session. Um and that was really uh really cool to do like a different version and different um different interpretation of some of the the songs um in the stripped down version with that kind of like eerie pedal steel on it was uh, really cool.
0: What is an instrument that you'd like to Try to incorporate into a setting like that, or at least for a couple of shows that you think yeah, really well,
1: I'd love to do more with the pedal steel for sure. Um, I would also love to incorporate um, some trumpet at some point. Uh, trumpet and sax, really or cool. just trumpet. Either way, it would be really cool to do trumpet and sax, like Memphis horn style, like stacks kind of Motown and uh, you know that kind of style, like horn section would be sick, but also. Um, kind of that Chet Bakery, uh, like very sort of, you know, almost singing kind of like melodic vocal lines, kind of trumpet things, perhaps doing like counter melodies or something like that. So,
0: so you're just trying to be a crooner now that's the next phase of this.
1: Yeah. Well, I've kind of always been a crooner. I think that's the reality of it, you know, and you get I now think your Glenn
0: Campbell phase and you're going into your Frank Sinatra phase
1: maybe yeah maybe although i think the glenn campbell phase will probably be around that's always going to be in there glenn's re- one of my favorites
0: I, I remember i asked you last yeah. time what is one song you wish you could have written and that was wichita lineman
1: oh yeah yeah that's i love that song i really love that you song. didn't
0: say southern nights though but it's fine
1: i love that one too yeah that's that's a good one too but you
0: didn't say it though misha that, like that's that's the problem that's the issue that's true i know sorry jacob it's it's fine dude we'll just have to redo this but uh before then misha it's been an absolute pleasure to have you back on here and uh i'm really sorry that we we're able to do this uh but as you know before i cut you loose here we got some promo to do so sad that's girls right. music streaming everywhere wherever you get your music that's where you can find them um stay up to date with everything uh shows news tours all that good stuff at um we are sad girl on instagram is that the best place misha
1: yeah we are sad girl on instagram we are
0: sadgirl.com sad um, and uh to find some of the this merch and, and whatnot that yeah, that is we are really
1: sadgirl.com backslash store whatever, whatever suits your fancy they'll take you to the same
0: place Look, it's either you're a Levi's guy or you're a Dockers guy. That's, you know, that's that's just that's just your whatever it's, your interpretation. It's of. true,
1: but I think today has shown more than anything that Levi's and Dockers can come together and just unite in power. You know. That's right. Uh, so.
0: absolutely. Um, and also, uh, suicidesqueeze dot com. Right, it's dot com or dot net.
1: I think it's dead net dead, dot dot net yeah Suicide dead Squeeze net. dot net
0: dead net. um Suicide Squeeze dot net to go uh pick up that um the Sad Girl Volume One Volume Two Limited Edition uh vinyl highly recommend that great great album great stuff on there and also are are the cassette tapes that you guys are making the water ones are those still available at the big cartel yeah or?
1: yeah they should still be up there online I'll have to check what the inventory is like I've been slacking a little bit lately on that but um. I have a big stock of both blue and black water cassettes. No, um,
0: we're, we're no, it's low. Here, it's low. So, so if you want one, you have to go
1: buy them right now uh, and stock, go. God yeah. damn it! I, yeah. It's we're running low, real limited on them. So grab them while you can. Boss
0: last. I mean, it, I mean, and, and this will be coming out in a bit. So if it's even around by the time this is up, uh, yeah, definitely go ahead and go jump yeah. on that. Yeah. If there That's if there's right. still some there, definitely go jump on that and misha do we have anything else to promote here
1: um no uh as per uh i'll say uh start a band uh you know uh learn how to screen print and print your own merchandise uh do some research online and fucking put your music out throw your own shows it's cool that's and that's, it. that's right what i got Yeah. That's 10 things.
0: You're the man. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop recording this. I'll talk to you in a minute. Thank you, sir. Thank
1: you.